0: Hey, kiddos, welcome to Dad Feelings, the podcast about fictional father figures. Joining me this week is Eve Pizer. Uh, she is a writer, comedian, the night editor at Gizmodo, and was named one of the 50 funniest people in Brooklyn by Brooklyn Magazine. Hello.
1: Hi. What's up? <laughs> Not
0: much. That's, how did that, like, was, was that voted on or was it, like, did they just sort of decide?
1: I have no idea. I just got an email that said, hey, like we selected you. Do you want to do this? And I was um, extremely flattered and also confused because I was like, oh, there are so, uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was surprised, uh, but uh, it's a great credit to have, honestly. Yeah. So I'm going with it.
0: Did they rank them or was it just like, here is a list of 50 equally funny people?
1: Um, they did not rank them. Okay. Thank God. Yeah. That
0: would be really <laughs>
1: stressful. It would be awful. Oh, man. Oof.
0: But you are here to talk about Jack Donaghy, who is yeah. one of my favorite TV dads in recent memory. And again, just for, for new listeners, um, we have a very loose definition of, of dad here on, um, on dad feelings. Uh, dad is really like a social construct, right? So like um you you know you can be a dad without having any biological or adopted children um and But I,
1: also Jack I mean Jack I I think like Jack is technically a dad by the end of the show Spoiler
0: That's true. Alert. That is true. Yeah, I totally yeah. Um
1: but I don't think that anybody views him like in that like when people think of Jack Donaghy as a dad it is not never like uh what happened in, like, what, season five or six when he right. had the baby.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess for people who are not aware of this character, um, do you want to sort of maybe run down, like, some of the the basic highlights um, of, like, who this character is? Like, obviously played by Alec Baldwin in the long-running show 30 Rock for, like, what, like, seven seasons? Yeah,
1: I think it's seven seasons. Um, the So the premise of 30 Rock is it's, about um, Liz Lemon, played by Tina Fey, who runs, uh, like, SNL-like show. Um, And uh, the show, I think the show is really about her relationship with her mentor, um, who starts out as, like, the GE executive above her, who runs NBC, Jack Donaghy. And the, like, in the first season, it's sort of like them becoming close, but she's like sort of like afraid, like afraid of Jack and the way that people are afraid of their bosses. But as the show goes on, it's really, I think the show is really about like the love between Liz and Jack.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And like, honestly, I, there's a lot of, of things to not like about 30 Rock and there's like I know a lot of people who don't like the show and, like, have totally valid reasons for it. Like, I actually, Liz Lemon's character is, like, completely obnoxious and, like, not in, like, a charming way a lot of the time when I've gone back and watched it. Um, But that, to me, is, like, a really unique thing about the show is that it's, like, centrally about this kind of, like, mentorship relationship between an older man and, like, a younger woman without any real sexual tension.
1: Yeah, I think that that's that's something that's really, really nice about the show. Um, Yeah, definitely rewatching it. There are many points where I'm like, I get why people don't like this. I think that the show has some of the sharpest, funniest writing of, like, really all sitcoms. uh, And I feel a little, like, defensive of 30 Rock. (laughs) Uh, I think just because it's one of those shows for me where I I watched it when it was on TV, Mm -hmm. and then, like, it was it was like on Netflix instant sort of from the beginning. And I've rewatched it so many times. And it, it almost feels like eating comfort food, watching yeah. Dirty Rock. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think the the lack of romance and sexual tension between Liz and Jack is something that makes the show really special and unique. Like, most shows, that doesn't happen.
0: Yeah, I feel like most shows, like, want there to be some kind of weird, ambiguous, like, mentorship slash romantic relationship, which, like, obviously can be interesting, but, like, is way more typical. Um, and the fact that, like, when it does come up in the show, it's, it's played off for laughs. Like, they accidentally get married at one point, And there's that yeah. whole thing.
1: Yeah, or, I mean, I think, like, the way that they, I think the show introduced it really smartly. Like, at the beginning of season one, one of my favorite episodes of the show is when Jack takes Liz to this really fancy um, birthday party for one of the Habsburgs' royal family. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, she, at the beginning of the episode, she's sort of like, oh my God, is this a date? Like, this is weird. I hope it's not. And that's, it's immediately laughed off when she said something about it to Jack. But, um, the, the interesting part of the episode is they run into Jack's ex-wife there and and Jack pretends that Liz is his girlfriend to make her jealous. Um, he's like, I think he does a great line. He goes, Uh, this is my live-in girlfriend, Elizabeth. Uh, Oh, no, he says, this is my live-in girlfriend, Lemon. And then she looks at him and goes, Elizabeth, and, like, (laughs) makes him look good. And it's sort of this, like, nice bonding moment. And then the ex-wife gets very jealous because Liz would theoretically be, like, a really good and stable partner for Jack, Mm -hmm. um, as opposed to she was, like, his ex-wife is played by Isabella Rossellini, Mm -hmm. and she's amazing. Um, and she sort of, there's like this part where she like yells, she's like, I could, I could like take you bringing around like sort of like all these like bimbo models or whatnot, which whatever they're the sexist construct within that. But, um, but like, yeah, like her seeing Liz and Jack together, she sort of like, in a sense, like recognizes like how well-paired they are Mm -hmm. and like how healthy they are for each other.
0: Yeah, like it's it's kinda wild. I don't know, like that is definitely like a big reason why I go back to the show so often. Um and like I talk on on this show a lot about the kinds of fantasies that different pieces of media sell us about fathers or like about dads. And right. I feel like with Thirty Rock, it's really this fantasy of like, yeah, this like an older man who is like actually being helpful um and like in maybe in like a, an abrasive way or like a way that is kind of like sometimes circuitous but like has your best interests in, at heart and um, like the
1: end game isn't him trying to fuck you right yeah <laughs> he's, he's he's like he's being compassionate without an agenda attached to it like he just cares about his relationship with Liz he just cares about Liz
0: Right, yeah, which is like <laughs> it's kind yeah. of like a sad indictment of the fact that like that is like so fantastical, I feel like,
1: yeah, but I think even like for me, with my personal experiences, I feel like I in high school and college, and just like I, like in so many different like relationships in my life, like older men have come up as male mentors, and like I've experienced so many different types of that where, like, sometimes it's, like, there's some weird tension or an agenda or whatnot. And I think that, like, the, at least for me, like, I didn't really grow up with my dad and, like, just don't have that much, like, experience with fathers in that sense or, like, in, like, caring, loving fathers or stable fathers. And so the idea of, like, a male mentor that just, is just a good male mentor is something that is lovely about Jack Donaghy.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's like the same reason why, I think I like 30 Rock for a lot of the same reasons that I like Buffy. Yeah. Because like there are parallels kind of between Giles and, um, and Jack and obviously they're completely different shows, but like the ways that they are these, yeah, these like older male figures who are, acting in the best interest of, like, their charge or, like, their um, a mentee or whatever. Um, and they're also, like, um, not, I don't know, like, I guess I find those kind of more affecting than, like, um, almost than, like, stories of, like, actual, like, bio dads or, like, adopted fathers, like, raising small children. Um, because the idea that, like, an older man would, like, take, um, like, an adult or, like, near adult in the case of Buffy woman like under his wing and like actually like try to teach her things and like be responsible is just like, I don't know. Like it gets me like, like, yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. I,
1: I just, I mean, I'm trying to think of like, cause when you, um, originally were like when we were talking about me doing this podcast, the other, I suggested Giles as well. Mm-hmm. And um, and Buffy, because I have, like, a I have similar feelings about that. But I was, like, it took me a second to, like, think about TV shows I love with dads where, like, fatherhood is worth talking about um, with, like, bio dads and, like, or well, most, like, family shows, it's, like, about a biological father. But yeah. I'm not really into family sitcoms. But also, like, what, like, say I'm, like, like Parks and Rec, there are like plenty of characters who are dads and like fatherhood is a theme, but it's like a workplace show and the kids aren't featured and those relationships aren't like um, emphasized. And I think that um, the way that uh, 30 Rock brings like that familial relationship into the workplace is, um, I don't know, I guess it's just like effective and moving to me.
0: Yeah, and I think there are parallels to uh to th- um Parks and Rec as well because like to me Jack and Ron are kind of similar figures. And yeah. there's this weird thing in both of those shows about how both of those characters are like portrayed as like very conservative, like um like hyper um like libertarian like um pro-capitalist but they're also like that is treated kind of as like this character quirk in the same way as like any other characters quirks are and like yeah it's almost like it I don't know like I don't want to be like I'm not gonna be like that's problematic but it's just kind of interesting the ways that like they're both these kinds of like harmless like cuddly humanized image of conservative patriarchy
1: yeah, it's, I think in a sense, the idea of making it a character quirk functions differently in both shows. Mm. Something I don't like about Parks and Rec, although, like, I do really like Parks and Rec, is, like, all politics are character quirks.
0: yeah. And, like, yeah. the
1: show is political. It's, like, Leslie and Ron's fighting, like, has, like, is about the actual world.
0: Right, yeah.
1: Um. And... It's not, like, it's not, like, fun. I don't know. Like, I think that, like, Ron... I, I love Ron Swanson, obviously, but, like, his politics, to me, are, like, despicable and, um, like, not always funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's because it's a show about politics. Right. Um, with Jack, they don't treat Liz's politics as character quirk. They treat, like... I feel like they sort of treat... Liz's worldview like, like, Oh, like she's like sort of right. Like they make some like jokes about feminism and stuff, but like, it's mostly Jack, like they, like Jack, they take to such an absurd level that he, that like they're mocking just those, those very politics as opposed to like in parks and rec, I think they're mocking
0: uh, Ron's
1: libertarianism,
0: less. Yeah, you know what I get. I'm saying. Yeah, no, I think I, I do. Um, yeah, and that seems like totally spot on. Um, yeah, Jack definitely is like more of a caricature, and I guess yeah, Liz, kind of by virtue of being the central focus of the show, is more like just sort of like baseline, like, and yeah, like you say, they do make fun of like her, like some of her like quirks or views or whatever, but like mostly it's just like she's like the baseline against which all the other characters are sort of like measured almost like.
1: Yeah. I guess the show, the, just like the ways that the shows deal with politics or are about politics are different. Like 30 rock, when it comes to politics, does a lot of funny stuff about like celebrity and politics with like Jenna and Tracy. And it, I don't know. I guess it's, They're not working within the system, and uh, it seems like even though Jack has terrible politics, like, it's never like he uses them for evil in a sense. As opposed to, like, in Parks and Rec, like, there's a lot of fighting between Leslie and Ron about Leslie sort of wanting to do things and Ron saying, I hate government.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's...
1: Uh, uh,
0: Totally. But
1: obviously, like, I think that still, like, like I mean, there was sort of no other choice for that character with Jack to, to be this super conservative guy. But whenever he tries to get political, he always fails, like when he goes <laughs> to the Bush administration. And it's a mess.
0: <laughs> and, he invents the gay bomb.
1: Yeah. And he invents, exactly. Like, everything he, like, the, like, I think his character is like a ref- way more of a representation of like the failure of conservative mm. politics than like then Ron Swanson is just a representation of libertarianism.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, cuz he like he runs for mayor at one point, too.
1: Um um on um, uh Parks and Rec?
0: No, no. Uh Thirty Rock. Uh, he runs for mayor and there's this whole weird like Batman Joker thing with like him and Liz. Oh yeah.
1: That, that, I mean, that was such a fucking, oh, does he run for mayor after he gets mugged? Is yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: but then, yeah, it's sort of, I think that that even is a joke in itself, like, because it's like, oh, like he had a sad experience. Right. And now he's like some <laughs> white dude who thinks he can change it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> can we talk about Elaine Stritch for a moment? Oh, uh, yes, of course. RP. Um, yeah, like the relationship between Jack and his mother on that show is also like so good. And like, I feel like just reveals like so much about his character too. Um, like, I guess she's kind of introduced as like this sort of like stereotypical, like menacing, like nagging mother figure, right? Mm-hmm. And then kind of like, it's like you sort of like get more and more of her character as it goes on and like more and more about their relationship. Um, Well, I
1: love, I love her relationship with Liz actually. Yeah. That's something that always stood out to me on the show as like something because like they, like Liz's family makes appearances and like is sort of ridiculous. Um, but like we don't really see them that much. But like the bond between... Um, I'm sorry. What do you remember the name Elaine Stritch's character's name on the show?
0: What's her name again? Oh, uh, I'm gonna look it up right now because this is uh-huh. really embarrassing. Colleen.
1: Colleen, I I'm somebody who like I never remember character names that mm-hmm. aren't like the main characters. Um. But considering I've actually watched Thirty Rock, like I feel like I've watched every, every episode of Thirty Rock, like at the very least twice or three times. And in some episodes I've probably watched up to a hundred times. I should know that her name's Colleen. <laughs> um I don't I guess like the way... I don't know. The her like this she treats I think it's like a nice contrast with like sort of the sweetness with which she treats Liz, even though she's like a very like acerbic woman. Um versus like the harshness with which she treats Jack, I think is really interesting.
0: Yeah, no, that relationship is really, um, really kind of unique too. Um and <laughs> um, I guess this is getting a little afield from from Jack, but like I love like right before the series ends, you find out that she's like been in a queer relationship for like for ages yeah um. <laughs>
1: exactly and also like sort of like like jack is like okay with it at the end right. Like i mean obviously but like there's never i mean 30 rock as as problematic as many elements of that show can be i actually and like tina fey in general i yeah. think they did a pretty good job of like not making they didn't make her queerness like the butt of the joke at all like the like it it was just like it was like the i mean it was about jack sort of i haven't seen that episode in a while but like jack just sort of coming to terms with it and that was was that after she died
0: after Lynn stritch died or after the
1: after she the character died on the show
0: um i don't remember yeah those last seasons i haven't rewatched recently um
1: I, I'm I'm a really big fan. I think, like, the first season, like, the first, like, four seasons of that show are, like, the best. I And those are the ones I'm most familiar with, for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, there's, like, I'm trying to think there's other kinds of, like, moments like that on the show where Jack is just, like, sort of treats the stuff as, like, well, I mean, there's, like, the, the episode in the first season where he sets up uh, Liz with that woman Gretchen Thomas
1: yeah
0: um, because he assumes that she's uh, she's gay
1: yeah that I haven't rewatched that one in a while I I don't know I think I always got I always get irritated when straight women um, talk about queerness, like it's a choice, and there's like a moment, and the episode. Was just, <laughs> Maybe I could like, and you could just do things to me, and I was like, oh, shut the fuck up. Like it, it's so. I feel like I mean I like on Twitter every day, see tweets from straight girls being like, it'd be so awesome if I could date a girl, and it's like. Oh, what are you like i all, all
0: I, can think of is <laughs> I mean you could happened. like just you could just do that if you really wanted <laughs> to but like um but yeah that also reminds me of something else about the jack liz relationship which is like jack is like totally comfy maybe like too comfy with sexuality and like whenever they discuss it liz is like visibly like grossed out and like like that episode is just like just one instance of her, like, being totally, like, I don't know, like, unable to, like, discuss the stuff in, like, adult ways. Um, yeah. And Jack is, like, constantly just, like, like, subtly, like, needling her about that or, like, just, like, pushing her to, like, like, not be a I, fucking baby.
1: <laughs> I guess, like, yeah, when, if we're talking about problems with the show, something that, like, I always, I guess, get peeved by with Liz's character is, like, their. Their decision to make her not like sex that
0: much. Yeah. I like. And think it's gross. Yeah. I don't know. Because I feel like it's just like, oh, (laughs) that's like, that's just how it is. Like, and because again, she is like sort of like the baseline character, it's like, oh, yeah, that's of course, uh, like, it's just something you have to get through. Like, oh. Yeah. It's Um, kind of obnoxious. It's,
1: I mean, I like that. Jack like I think that they I mean I think like when they talk about Jack's sex life they do it in a hilarious way and they utilize it well just in terms of like especially in the first couple seasons you know the joke about him I was just re-watching like one of those like super cut cl- clips um, where he's like um, talking on the phone answering a lot of questions really fast while Louis is in the room and one of them he's like five inches but thick um, <laughs> Uh, but I think, like, Jack's sexuality on the show in itself is interesting. I like that they don't, even though they sort of talk about how he's had sex with all these hot models, they pair him and, like, they mostly pair him with people who, like, aren't extremely age inappropriate or, like, um, Cece and Nancy, who are actually, like, his age and his equals.
0: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm
1: and it, and and Isabella Rossellini is his ex-wife and it seems like that is i don't know there's something like if like if like if we're just talking about like in general like his character is like sort of like the daddy of the show yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Right? and i mean like i try um you know when i started this podcast i had a mission to be like this isn't a daddy podcast but like this episode is probably um the closest to that danger zone. I've been um, in (laughs) all of them so far. No, no, it's not your fault. It's just the fact that we're discussing this character. Um, Because, But I've
1: also, I've written like a bunch of essays about the word daddy. And I think like, I don't know. I think that like it's talked about a lot. And And I'm not even talking about it in like the, this like the like kink way but just sort of like, like the idea of like an older male figure, like the thing is like Jack actually like, he's sort of like the, he's like the dad of the show, but yeah. he's not like an actual like daddy. Like he doesn't um, like go after younger women and have relationships in that way. Um, so, so like. I don't know. Daddy is a very complex thing.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want to get into appropriating uh, that term because I think that's a very serious um, issue that we need to be, like, really respectful of. Um, but, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, like, that's another kind of fantasy of this um, This character, I think, is just, like, um, that... Like, and that, I guess, to me, is, like, part of the daddy fantasy as well. Like, basically, and, like, I think one reason, I mean, I haven't written anything on this, so I haven't thought about it probably as as seriously as you have, and maybe you'll have thoughts on this, but, like, the fantasy of basically someone who has their shit together and has, like, financial stability and, like, a roof over their head, and, like, that is, like, such a big part of that, I feel like, and such a big part of, like, this character's mystique, too.
1: Yeah, I think it's, um, I guess, like, if we're talking about it in the sense of, like, caretaker, Mm -hmm. like, a a patriarchal caretaker, Jack, like, in many different facets in his life in the show, like, sort of, like, shows his chops. And, like, he sort of, like, always, I mean, he always comes through, like, he is always there for Liz. And he then, like, when he does become a dad is, like, there for his daughter I was just re-watching this the scene um in an episode in one of the, the later seasons which is a good episode about he's um arguing with his nanny about payment and uh and like she has been like they switched her shifts and she's been working half the amount of time now she was like only working nights but he's Paying her the same amount, and and in the episode, like he's negotiating with her, and he sort of realizes at the end, he's like, "This is my daughter. Like, she's not a business negotiation." But then he employs his nanny's negotiating technique in a meeting, and he gets what he wants. It's a. Do do you know what episode I'm talking about? Yeah,
0: yeah, no, I do. (laughs) (laughs) He kind of just stonewalls the the board.
1: He stonewalls the board. But I like that like the nanny win,
0: right, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: um, and I like that that they made that decision, and sort of it was obviously like Libby isn't really featured in the show because that's not what the show is about, um, but I think that like his like his love his love for his daughter is certainly like um once he becomes a father, like something that's featured.
0: And mm-hmm. episodes. Yeah. So I feel like I should ask, because, like, I have you on, um, have you, like, when you've been, when you've written things about that whole phenomenon, um, has has uh, this character come up at all, or?
1: Um, I haven't written about it in, like, a pop cultural sense. Okay. Uh, uh, so I haven't written about Jack Donaghy at all. I, I've written... Two essays about it, and I think we probably might have different differing views about how the term is used.
0: Um, <laughs> I, I it was fun. clear that I was joking, right?
1: Oh my god, I thought you were being serious. <laughs> oh my god, I was like,
0: I was, oh. oh my god, no, fuck. I'm sorry, it's I been got, too long to <laughs> reference that meme. It's um, it's out of I, people's I minds wrote now. A
1: few I wrote a Fuck. really big thing Fuck, about I'm it. I'm so sorry. Uh, I got, I got, <laughs> oh my God. Well, cause I was like, I, I wrote, I wrote a thing called, you can't appropriate daddy after that, after that tweet. But, um, but I was like,
0: I don't know, Merit. I've never <laughs> met her. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't troll you. I, yeah, we've never met. You or don't like, know.
1: If, I think if we were in person right now, yeah.
0: I would have oh, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. Oof. Okay.
1: Let me talk totally differently okay, about this Okay, yeah. Now. You can,
0: like, let the fucking part of the kimono. Like, give me your daddy thoughts.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, because I, I like thinking about dad. Like, I've written about daddy in, like, sort of like the meme context and um, the context of like um, straight women and like their desire for like a, a daddy, but not in like a strict kink sense, just yeah. in, like a, like an older man to take care of them. Um, and so um, I think that everybody can use daddy. Uh, but I think that like that, like those relations, like I think like so much of like personal relationships, like, I guess what I'm saying is, like, we like TV that, like, has relationships we relate to or relationships we desire Um, um, or just, like, feel something toward. And um, I think that, like, one reason I love 30 Rock is because, like, that relation, like, because Liz and, like, Jack Jack is so present for Liz, and like they love each other so much, and they're so honest with each other, and they're not afraid of each other, and like that relationship between an older man and in and like a like somewhat younger woman is something that like I I guess like because I have issues with my own father is like is something that really appeals to me, and it also especially because like throughout my life like I feel like. I've had like men sort of take me under their wing. Um, I, now that I'm thinking about it, like all my favorite TV shows have like that—that that strong. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, like I love I love Brooklyn Nine Nine. I don't know if you watch
0: it. I do, yeah. Um,
1: but uh, I was also thinking of suggesting to you to talk about Raymond Holt.
0: Oh my God, he's on my he, list.
1: Oh. Uh, I I know this is, we're supposed to talk about Jack Donaghy, but Ray, Like, like my heart belongs to Raymond Holt and like, (laughs) he is such a loving, I mean, I think like good father to that, to the nine, nine. And also that he's gay and like that's, and like he, and like the discrimination he's faced and sort of like what he's gone through is so like prominently featured in his character and like he's so sort of stoic obviously but he has such a, a big heart oh god sorry uh, i'm yeah, really no. going off no, topic yeah i know yeah yeah he,
0: he's also <laughs> a very good dad uh, yeah uh, um
1: but i i mean i actually think that another in like uh like i guess like if we're like talking about like like what uh, mm, sorry i'm trying to think about what i want to say um when I compare Brooklyn Nine Nine, Parks and Rec, and Thirty Rock, about how sort of like all of them have like the boss who is—I um, mean, Jack isn't stoic, and neither is—but like they're all they all sort of have this very like pragmatic like approach to things. Do you know? How, yeah, no,
0: I think I know. I'm trying I, to think figure I know, out how I know to like what you mean. The
1: three. It, like, because Raymond Holt, like, isn't conservative, but he sort of, like, is very much, like, a traditional boss mm, mm-hmm. in that, um, and, like, he he makes the rules, I guess. Like, it's not, obviously, Raymond Holt, like, isn't, like, a conservative libertarian, but he, like, he's not about feelings. I right. really. But what, yeah. what it is. Um and I think, like, comparing the three shows, the interesting thing is, like, I think, like, Jack, in a sense, is like, Jack gets himself out of all those characters in the most ridiculous situations and ends up, I think, out of all those characters, in a sense, is, like, the most vulnerable. Like, Jack fails the most. Mm. Um, and he, even though he is, like, in power, he's he's constantly just fucking up.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that is totally, totally true.
1: And then it becomes, and then I think, like, because of that, um, in a way that, like, doesn't happen on Parks and Rec or Brooklyn Nine-Nine, like, Liz is Jack, I mean, even though she's Jack's mentee, he comes to Liz for advice.
0: Mm -hmm. Like, it's
1: a really deep, two-sided relationship that even though he's her boss and her mentor, the power is distributed evenly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like over the course of the show, it really, that relationship really like evens out and sort of changes and grows in this really awesome way.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I think that like, that is something that's also like sort of like, so moving about their dynamic that I really don't think I've seen in any other pop culture that I can think of where like, it it, show, it I don't know. I guess it just shows that like, even though, like we live in like a patriarchy with like these presets out power structures and like these, and then also like within like the workplace, you know, and your role with that, that like you can transcend those if you have like a, a deep enough relationship and like those equal relationships. Like I do. And not that they ne- like necessarily always exist in real life, but like it's a it's an ideal that I like.
0: I yeah, guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, no, that that's I totally totally agree. Maybe that's a good place to to wrap things up. Yeah, cool.
1: It was so great talking to you. About yeah, this. thank
0: you so much for coming on. Um, do you want to tell people where they can find you online?
1: Yes. Um. You can follow me on Twitter. That's my main, my main shit. Um, My handle is Eve Peyser. That's E-V-E-P-E-Y-S-E-R. And then that's my handle basically for everything. And my website is evepeyser.com.
0: So check me out. Awesome. Well, thanks again. And maybe you'll have to come back on at some point to talk about Raymond Holtz. Um. Yes, please. (laughs) I look forward to it. I think I need to put together like a Raymond Holt panel.
1: Oh my god, that sounds like my
0: dream. Yes. Okay, well I will be in touch. Great. Cool. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Bye kiddos. Dad Feelings is hosted by Merrick Kay and produced and edited by Nick Bravo for Stay Mean. Stay Mean is listener-supported. If you appreciate the shows we make and want access to bonus episodes and other perks, support us at dadfeelings.com support. Our theme music is Swell Content by Speedy Ortiz off their album, Foil Deer. Thanks to Car Park Records and Sadie Dupuy. Thanks for listening. Be good, kiddos.